This is an All Ears English podcast episode 1929. We're happy to share these phrases and pie. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 200 million times. Are you feeling stuck with your English? We'll show you how to become fearless and fluent by focusing on connection, not perfection. With your American hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Michelle Kaplan, the New York radio girl, coming to you from Colorado and New York City, USA. To get real-time transcripts right on your phone and create your personalized vocabulary list, try the All Ears English app for iOS and Android. Start your seven-day free trial at allearsenglish.com forward slash app. When someone asks you to do something, how can you respond in a positive way immediately for both business and life? Plus, does Aubrey want cake or pie? Find out today. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Lindsay, can you answer a question for me? Well, I'd be happy to, Aubrey. What's the question? So we're able to interview so many interesting guests here on All Ears English. And I would love to know, what is something you learned recently from a guest? Yeah, that's a great question. So I was able to, so at the podcast conference last year, I met these two lovely ladies, Laura Beth Peters and Lainey Stubblefield, and they have the coolest podcast. You want to know what it is, Aubrey? Yes. They have a podcast called Steel Magnolias Podcast, and they talk about Southern American culture, meaning not South America. I mean, the Southern US culture. And I know a lot of people that are oddly like fascinated or not oddly, just genuinely fascinated. fascinated with Southern U.S. culture, just because it is so exotic for someone yes, from I've the heard West. Of this podcast, I have friends who listen to it just because okay. they love the South. Yeah, yeah. So the reason I met them is that their show they volunteered their show to put it up on the big screen at one of the events and have it picked apart by like experts. Like, here's what you could do better. And I thought they were very brave, so I just went up to them and said, "Hey, that's awesome." really cool what you guys are talking about. Let's get you on All Ears English. So they came on. We had one of those rare three-person interviews that we rarely awesome. do. And they taught us a phrase, taught our listeners a phrase. Uh, that phrase was, that dog will hunt, right? And uh, this one, do you know this phrase? Because I no, didn't know it until I haven't I heard that episode Laura yet. Beth. I cannot wait to okay. hear that interview. But no, I haven't Did heard that. Did you even what know we mean? interviewed them? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't know that. That's so That's exciting. <laughs> Yeah, they're fantastic. That dog will hunt. So it means that it means that something will succeed. It means it's referring to an idea, a person or an object that performs well. And they said it in kind of a southern accent. I think they're from the Nashville area. Okay. Ooh, interesting. So this is an idiom that's very specific to the southern, South, the southern culture. United States. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Ah. Oh, that's so cool. Thank you for sharing. I'm excited to go listen to that podcast. <laughs> you you guys definitely check it out if you missed it. And notice Lindsay said when I asked her, you know, if I could, if she would answer a question, she said, yeah, I'd be happy to. 
It's such a positive, friendly way to respond when someone says, can I ask you a question? I love that so much. Yeah, this is a great thing to say when you're being interviewed on a podcast and someone asks you if you could give your background or tell a story. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Right. It starts the interview off in a very nice tone. Right. Yes. Right. And this came up in episode 1876, um, where we were talking about having a can do attitude. Mm -hmm. And you had mentioned like, I'd be happy to, I'd be thrilled to. And we promised another episode because these are such positive, friendly ways to use both business English and just in your daily life. When someone asks you something to respond with one of these very positive ways. Yeah, because it matters how you start something. It matters how you start something and how you end it. What's in the middle is a little less significant sometimes. We talked about that just in a previous episode about business English emails. Really matters the tone that you kick things off with. Right, Aubrey? Yes, exactly. So we're first going to share some positive responses that you guys definitely want to be using in business English and in daily life. These can do ways to respond at work. And then we're going to share some sort of joking, playful ways to agree to do something that you're not thrilled about. These are all going to be really fun. (laughs) All right. So here we go. Let's start off first with those positive responses for business English. Right, Aubrey? So First one, I'm happy to do that or happy to do that. Yes, I often will drop the subject and verb I'm right and just say happy to do that. Happy. Yeah, yes. And would you do that in writing as well as spoken? Yeah, in an informal email, definitely, right? That might be all I respond if you ask me something and I'll just shoot back happy to. (laughs) That's it. Happy to. Yeah. Very informal text message or email. Definitely. Very good way to respond, right? What else? Yes. And then just a little bit of different grammar with the exact same meaning. I'd be happy to, which means I would be happy to. We use these interchangeably, right? Happy to do that. I'd be happy to do that. Same, same meaning. Yep. Or I'd love to, right? So that's, Mm -hmm. that's even a little bit more like you really want to, right? Wouldn't you say? Uh, Yes, right. You're not going to if you're not really thrilled about a task, but you're willing, you would not respond with I'd love to. This is something that you you actually are excited about. It's something that's right up your alley. That's an idiom that means, you know, it is one of your fortes. It's something you would enjoy doing. That's when you'd say this one. I'd love to do that. I'd love to do that. Right. Um, And then let's get even bigger in our emotion, our response. Mm -hmm. What is it, Aubrey? Yes, to say thrilled. I'm thrilled to do that. I'm thrilled to have this opportunity. This is bigger, maybe a promotion, something you're really excited about. Then we would say I'm thrilled. Yes. Or another one that is expressing you're really excited and it means something deeper. It's a more Mm -hmm. profound. I'm honored to do that. Yes, exactly. Right. Like maybe if someone asks you to be a godparent, I'd be honored to do that or Mm -hmm. I'm honored to do Mm -hmm. that. Definitely. Right. It's like you said, it's more something meaningful to you. You would respond with this. Yeah. 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 Okay. Or another way that's get even bigger, but slightly different in our response. I'd be overjoyed. Overjoyed. Yes. Right. I love that. I'd be overjoyed to do that. And this is similar to thrilled, Mm -hmm. but like you said, it is, I feel like a little more profound. It needs to be something meaningful to you to say, I'd be overjoyed to do that. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And of course the context, you know, if someone asks you to be a godparent, both I'm honored and overjoyed. Great. If someone asks you to give like a speech at someone's funeral, Obviously, you're going to say, I'd be honored, but you wouldn't say I'd be overjoyed, right? Yes, right. This is more like thrilled where you're going, it's going to be something positive, something exciting and happy, right? And 
it is interesting how they are a little different, right? Mm -hmm. So for example, if you think about a promotion at work, you definitely could be say like, I'm thrilled at this by this opportunity. You know, I'd, I'd love to accept the promotion. It would be a little strange to say, I'm overjoyed to accept this promotion, right? Because it is so much more about happy excitement that it would seem almost a little inappropriate, I feel like. Yeah, I think that needs to be reserved for profound moments, happy, profound moments in life. Yes. You know, giving a speech at someone's wedding or, as you said, godparent playing an important role. Yeah, it's actually so fascinating how the context for these different phrases, they seem so interchangeable mm-hmm. until you start thinking about how we use them. Some we really wouldn't use in business English or at least for only for very big things. Yes, exactly. We need to know context for everything. That's why on Allers English, guys, we show you connection, but we also show you context. Yes. Okay, moving into number two, Aubrey, when it comes to joking or playful ways to agree, but to share that maybe you're not exactly thrilled. Exactly, right? So here's our first example to say, I'll do it, but I'm not happy about it. I do this all the time. Like (laughs) If I'm asked to do something I don't want to do, I'm going to be playful. I'm going to make this joke to be like, okay, I'll do it, but I want you to know that I'm not happy about it. (laughs) And you make sure people know that? I love it. (laughs) Like if you're asked to participate in the ride in the uh, carpool? (laughs) I want to do carpool so I don't have to drive every time, right? But... This actually happened recently where somebody wanted a mom to be able to join the carpool who lived very far away. And I probably said this. I'm like, okay, I'll pick up her son, but I'm not happy about how far away they live. Yeah, (laughs) that's not fair because then every time time, the other moms, everyone has to drive further, but Mm. she only has to drive further once. Not fair. Not fair. Exactly. Right. Or you might say if you're given a challenge at work. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, you don't have the time. It's really going to put a lot of pressure on you. Yeah. You could still be sort of playful in how you let someone know, like, I'm willing to do this. I have a can do attitude. Yeah. But, you know, you, you maybe you've expressed to them that it's going to be really difficult or a little bit out of your realm of expertise. This would be a playful way to say something like, I'm up for the challenge, but I'm not thrilled about it. Yeah, 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 for sure. I would reserve this, though, to talking to your colleagues, not the person that asked you to do for it. For sure, right? not friends, like right? <laughs> yeah. I, what would you say to your manager, right? I'm up for the challenge. Uh, I think know. it would go back to that can-do attitude episode where we're just yeah. going to say, we'll do. Can right, do. we'll do. I'll make, it, I'll make it happen. Right. You would just I'll make you, it would, happen. you would frame it a little differently, right? If someone's asking you, they know that you're asking you to go out of your comfort zone, right? But they don't want to hear the emotional totally. aspect of it. They just want to hear how you're going to make it a challenge you're going to work up to and live up to, right? Yeah. Exactly. For sure. Yeah. It always depends on the relationship, you guys. Whenever we talk about how informal or formal to be with business English, that's the first thing to think about is what is the relationship? Yeah. How close are you? Are you friends? Are you, you know, is it a supervisory um, relationship? And that will always affect your tone and the vocabulary, the phrases that you use. 100%. 100%. I love it. So good. This is a very uh, broad episode, but it's good. Broad in a good way, Aubrey, where, you know, these things can apply in different aspects of life, but it's all about an attitude, you know, a positive attitude. So, yes. Right. Having that can do attitude, having those positive ways to respond, which whenever I ask someone to do, how much more grateful am I? If someone responds with, I'd be happy to, I'd love to do that instead of, I guess. Right. Gosh. Yeah. You want to make life simple for people, make it easy, make it joyful. Right. Yes, 
Exactly. Let's do a little <laughs> role play here. In this role play, Lindsay, you and I are dividing tasks for an upcoming service project. Want to okay. start us out? Love it. All right. Would you be able to send the invitations? Absolutely. I'd be happy to do that. And can you arrange carpooling? I'd love to. Good idea to set up a carpool. Would you be able to drive? Yes, for sure. Happy to drive. So put me down for that. Let's go for a treat after. Want to pick a place? I'd be thrilled to pick an ice cream spot for afterward. <laughs> I would nice, definitely choose right? ice cream for sure. I love that. I think it's such a good point that, yes, thrilled is for bigger things, bigger emotions, but it can just also be that you're excited to pick a place to go get ice cream. Because you, you want to have ice cream. can be thrilled about that. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me think of the ice cream shop serendipity. Did you ever go there on the Upper East Side yes. when you lived in New York? Yes. And we got, you can order something that has gold leaf, like gold in the dessert, just to eat gold, I guess. We had to get it. Like, you you know, went in Rome. <laughs> that's so fun. That's a famous ice cream shop. I hope it's still there. I hope it's there forever. It probably is. Yeah. And it's it was always in that movie. Whenever we walked packed. by. Probably mostly with tourists who saw the movie Serendipity probably. and they wanted to go to the ice cream shop. So guys, check it out. If you're in New York, head on up to the Upper East Side. It's around like East Six or something um, and go have an ice cream, a little ice cream sundae. So, so fun. fun. So cultural. Love it. Okay. What do we use here, Aubrey? Yeah. So let's go through this. The first thing you had asked if I would send invitations and I said, I'd be happy to do that. Mm -hmm. Yes. This is where we have the whole thing. We're not dropping any words. We do, right? You'll, you'll hear it both ways yes. where elsewhere in the role play, you see we drop some words, but sometimes we will say the whole thing. I'd be happy to do that. I'd be happy to do that. And then you ask me, and can you arrange carpooling? I'd love to, right? Yeah, um, exactly. And, and I look then, like I'm being genuine yes. there too. I'm not being yeah, sarcastic. Definitely, right? Yeah. I'd love to. And yeah. because you're like, good idea to set up the carpool. I don't want to <laughs> have to drive every time. <laughs> and then you, I said, would you be able to drive? And I said, yeah, for sure. Happy to drive. So this is where I'm dropping the subject and verb and just saying, yes. happy to drive. Put me down for that. Meaning that, this is a, a native expression that means sign me up. Put me down for that. Like put my name on the list. And I almost feel like that's becoming more and more common, dropping this subject. At least in my language, it is. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'm just getting lazy or something, <laughs> but happy to drive. Just so to much more time. common in spoken English. Yeah, we don't have time. Verb when it's just understood. Time. Yes, exactly. So guys, that's how natives say it. Um, and then I, you said, want to pick a place? And I said, I'd be thrilled to pick an ice cream spot. That's because I get to choose what kind of dessert we're going to have now. Exactly. Right. You're letting <laughs> me know, like, if you're choosing me, I'm picking ice cream. Ice cream. <laughs> Michelle would take us for like hot cookies. cookies I know she would. Sure. Take us for cookies. I'm, I'm down with Michelle there. I always choose cookies <laughs> over ice cream. Too. Oh, no. I heard that on the on a recent episode. You guys were talking about that. She's like, mm, I'd rather have cookies. No. It was pie or cake. You're like, choose pie or cake. And she's like, cookies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, well, what would, you, what would you choose between pie and cake? I always have to know. I have to know. Pie mm, or cake. I like cake. You, There's a place here in oh, Phoenix and no. I think it's elsewhere in the United States called Nothing Bunt Cakes. Do you have it in Colorado? Nothing they're Bunt Cakes. cakes and bunt they're cakes. so moist. They make them with um, either Greek yogurt or sour cream and pudding. So they're very dense and wow. moist. I, after I had that, I'm like, I will never eat any cake but this ever again. Everything else is so dry. <laughs> cake can be really dry. That's why I'm a pie girl. At my wedding, we serve pie, not cake. It's very traditional to serve a big fancy cake. We were like, no, we don't I like love cake. That you did we pie. like pie, pie and ice cream. It was fantastic. So fun. I do make a mean cherry pie at Thanksgiving, though. My mom was really good at making homemade pie crusts, and she passed that down to me. I do <sighs> like pie. My gosh, but not cherry pie. pie. It has to be homemade oh, pie. We, I think we could talk about pie for the next 30 <laughs> minutes. Cherry pie is one of those pies. You find it everywhere, so it's very commonplace. But sometimes if it's good, it is so good. 
It can you know what be I mean? So bad, like at a grocery and store. And so good, right? Right, exactly. Or so exactly. good, it's oh. crazy. Okay, clearly we're passionate about pie and and bun cakes. Me is not yes. as much the bun cakes, but <laughs> all right, this is good stuff. Good stuff, Aubrey. Let's leave our listeners with a nice takeaway. I think they're going to go get a slice of pie now. But yeah, let's hope, right? I want a slice now. <laughs> yes, guys, this is such an admirable skill in business to have a positive attitude, to have that can-do attitude we talked about in that recent episode, but you need the vocabulary to do it, right? So today's phrases can give you that, the language you need to be positive at work and in life. I love it, guys. So start off positive, finish positive, and then you have the substance in the middle. But, you know, I think this is somewhat cultural too, but there's nothing, you know, that you can never go wrong by being positive towards people, right, Aubrey? You can never go wrong. Exactly. Right. I, I feel like there's too much negativity in the world. We have to yeah. fight that with the positivity that we choose to bring into the world. Definitely. I really think so. I love it. So good. And that is the way to connection. And don't forget the pie. <laughs> yeah. And pie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Aubrey. Good stuff. I'll talk to you very soon. All right. Bye, Lindsay. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. Would you like to know your English level? Take our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash fluency score. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then hit subscribe now to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time.